I know, you want to make Bible reading with your children a part of your homeschool day, but it just seems like a lot. Like, how do you even break down the King James Version? You're not a theologian, so I know. You're thinking, how am I supposed to fit that in? If we can do a devotional book, if we can get in something about God at some point in our day we're good to go and I agree some of your life some of your seasons look like that but there are other times where you want to dig deeper into the Bible and this episode is for you in this first episode we're going to talk about how do we make it something that we desire to do and so you know I have to have a good alliteration and so we'll be talking about the six eyes that the Bible is in our life and how we can help our children to want to do that. And then you'll have to come back for the next episode because I'm going to share with you some of the resources that we have used and that I find to be extremely helpful for us. So go ahead and grab your delicious green tea. I'm on my green tea and peppermint. Actually, I've been doing my orange and turmeric along with my green tea, just kind of mixing it in. So go ahead and get whatever your tea is and let's chat. Just like the safety instructions on an airplane, we must secure our own oxygen mask before helping others. Well, this is your reminder to put your oxygen mask on. Hi, I'm Inga, a certified life coach and educator with over 30 years of experience in curriculum and instruction. As a homeschooling mom of four, I understand the challenges and the overwhelm that can come from trying to juggle it all. Well, in this podcast, we'll explore practical tips to prioritize our holistic well-being and simple steps to make homeschooling a little bit easier so you can stress less and enjoy more. Sometimes, we just need a reminder to take a pause, prepare, and recover from the demands of homeschooling and life. To be still and remember that He is God. And that we can do all things, and that includes homeschooling our children through Christ who strengthens us. And so, friend, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. Welcome back to another episode of the Catch Your Breath podcast. And if this is your first time here, thank you so much for joining me. I am honored that you have given me a little bit of your podcast listening space. This topic is an extension of the topic that we had in our last episode where we talked about Bible study, your personal Bible study time for you as a homeschool mom. And in this episode, we're going to talk about your incorporating the Bible into your homeschool. And so we'll talk a little bit about helping it to be some personalized and individualized studies for your child, but also just how do you make it a part of that? So I'm excited to dive in, but before we do, you know I have to check in with you. So how are you doing? How has this new year been for you so far? I think I'm actually coming into that place. I told you before that I was still in shock about it being 2024, and I think I'm starting to recognize that we're here, starting to get settled in, um, and trying to just make this the best part of the year. I do have some family stuff going on with my mom right now. And so even just trying to make sure that I focus on the joy of every day and looking for reasons to be happy and to really focusing in on who God is and all he's done, showing up for my children, being able to take care of myself. 
um, all of that. One thing I know that is super important in this season, because I'm going through it, is just making sure that you prioritize self-care. When you're going through a struggle and something challenging, and we talked about this in um, episode a couple of episodes before, it can just be really hard to take care of yourself, to prioritize those things that you need to do when you have everything else, when you have homeschooling and you have, you know, life, just all the things. But I know that I know that one of the most important things is to take care of yourself. And what's interesting is that's what my mom keeps saying. She's like, please make sure you're taking care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Do not sit worrying. Do not sit stressing. And I, But I want, I want to say this to those of you who are listening that go, are going through something. Because I know that there is the Christianese that says, you know, if you're going to pray, why worry? And if you're going to worry, why pray? And I understand that. Because we should not take that back on ourself but I also want to give you comfort or just encouragement if you are feeling the emotions of it one thing that I will say over and over and over again is that we feel the feeling and then if we feel guilty about the feeling that we're having and that whatever it is that now it's a whole nother layer and so I am trying to encourage stay encouraged Be encouraged in the Lord. Be encouraged in the word. But also giving myself opportunity to, when I'm feeling sad, to take that to God, but to be able to be honest with it and saying, this is what I'm feeling right now. And when I'm feeling afraid, when I'm feeling a little worried because I don't know what's going to happen, to give myself permission to take that to him without the guilt that I'm feeling it. To be able to just own it and say, God, this is what I'm feeling. This is where I am. Please take that. Please love me through it. Please comfort me through it. And to not have to hold on to that guilt that says something must be wrong with me. I must not be a good enough Christian. I must not be praying hard enough if I am sad or scared or even worried. You know, I I believe that it's important to continue to take that to him. But I also think that he gave me human emotions. And so when I feel that, it's my reminder to pause <laughs> And take it to him and pray and not allow any guilt to be there because I'm having human emotions. And I pray that for you. I pray that if you are experiencing anything, that you will give yourself permission to take those emotions, give it to him, to not feel bad, to not make it a measure of who you are or what you are or how you're handling it or if you're strong enough. So I pray that that's for you. I tell you, sometimes I come on here, I'm talking to myself as I'm talking to you. So encouraging myself as I'm encouraging you. So I hope that was encouragement. All right, so let us jump into this episode because as I share the different resources, I actually get really excited about just any sort of thing that I can share when it is working for us when we enjoy it when it's something that is fun or it's just it's on I'm like I can't wait to share that so these are things that I've been using for a very long time but then as I continue to find new things I have to share that so I want to share these but I want to encourage you that Bible study even with our children one let me say this one of the things that I am very intentional about doing with my children is reminding them to pray when they wake up first thing in the morning and to 
make sure that they're reading their Bible first thing in the morning and make sure that they start their day before I tell them, you know, if you have to go to the bathroom, do that and then go back in that bed or find that place. But just try to make that the thing that the first thing you do is wake up and talk to God. And I know in my heart that I'm like, I want it to be something that's so habitual to them. Like it's just a part of who they are. They don't even know any other way except to just do this. And I have to say that sometimes I'm frustrated because I've been doing it for everybody's life for for my 14 year old 14 years um, even when he was a baby I would try to wake up in the morning with him well let me let me not lie let me not lie I doubt that I was doing that when I was waking up at all those different times at night so let's just be real I'm not gonna say that <laughs> because I like wait a minute Inga. you know that's not true but for as long as I can remember <laughs> we have been having devotions uh family worship and so I've tried to instill that in him but I have to say sometimes I even get frustrated because I'm like you guys have been doing this for your entire life and and then I'm like did you do your devotions this morning did you read the bible oh no I forgot and I'm like but you know what I've had to come to terms with that it is all a journey for all of us we are all walking this journey and I want to instill these practices in my children and I want it to be something that they love doing and it becomes something that's just a part of them but I have to remember that they're still walking their journey with Christ and I cannot have an expectation that the things that I'm doing with them negates the need for them to walk their own path and I think for me at least I have to continuously remind myself that it takes time and sometimes when we say it takes time, we have an idea in our mind of what the time should be. Like a year is a good amount of time, so that's a good amount of time. Or two years, that's enough time. But the reality is it takes whatever time it takes. So I do want to encourage you that as you are making these things habits, as you are teaching them about the Bible, the stories, you know, sometimes I'm surprised when I'm talking about a story. I'm like, you remember that story? And they're like, no. And I'm You've been hearing that story forever. And I have to calm myself and I have to breathe <laughs> and remember that it's a process. It's a journey. I want to encourage you around that, that it is a process. It is a journey. It is going to take some time. And, and I love what the Bible says for us. Do not get weary, right? Do not get weary in this, this good thing that we are doing. So I want to encourage that for you, that as you're doing this, this is a process. It's a long process. And perfectly, you are doing it all the way through until they leave your home so that you have implanted it in them so that it's something that they desire to do, but there's no guarantee. So I'm saying that knowing that this isn't a plug and play, do these five things and then your child will do these things with the Bible because it's, like I said, it's a journey for them. But I do want to give you some tips and some things that can help and that you can implement. One of the things that I think that is extremely important is to, I have, we have lots of Bibles around because I really, I love Bibles, honestly. I love books. And so I love all the different versions. I love if there's a woman's Bible, if there's a children's Bible, if there's a, a devotional Bible, we have a family Bible, all these different Bibles. I'm always looking for different ways of, different Bibles to use because when we get through one, um, even though we could go back and do that one again, I see a new one and I'm like, oh, let's do this for the year. So we continuously can go through it in different ways. 
But I want to remind you that it is not just about the Bible. So I can give you, and many people can give you the different type of Bibles that they love, but the reality is it has to be a Bible that you're going to pick up and read. So very much so, I, we know that the King James Version and the New King James Version, I can't even speak, the King James Version and the New King James Version are extremely important, right? Because they're so close to the the written word of how it was written in the past. And so sometimes people can be like, Do, you can't teach anything but that. But I always feel like if you have that, those versions, and you're not reading it with your children, and they're not inspired to read it, does is it really doing what it needs to do? And so for me, we have many different versions, and we have read from the King James Version, but a lot of what we do is from different versions. And so I would just say, to get the version that you are going to read with your family and that your children are going to read. As they're younger, we've had Bible story versions that just basically have Bibles, and they remember those stories. I have a cute video of uh, reading it with my youngest and him, because we had read it so often, he's like, I'm going to read it. And so it appears that he's reading, but he's basically just doing it by heart because we've read it so many times. But those things, I don't think it matters that it is not at the King James Version because I want him to be able to understand it. I don't want it to be so above his head that he just tunes out during that time. So some things that are important, like I said, is the version that you're using. And it can be a storybook version if they're younger it can be I'm trying to think of a good news version I think it's GNT version CSB any of those things getting that version but as you're reading the Bible as you're as you're bringing them into that one of the things we want to do is make the Bible feel like something that's interesting because it is there are so many different interesting stories in there. And so if we can get them into those stories, talking about the parables, the true stories, all of the different things. Like when I t would talk to my children, I would tell them that one of my favorite stories was Esther. So all of my children know the Esther story because, because it was one of my favorite ones. We talked about it a lot. And so they were in tuned on it. And so as they started to get older, and I would say, you know, well, you know what my favorite story is? Because we now had added other stories, they could start saying, well, my favorite story is da-da-da. And then they start talking about it. So start with the stories if you need to talk. start with the stories, especially when they're younger, because kids resonate with stories. And Jesus Christ himself taught through stories. So I don't think that there's any problem with us at least starting with the stories and going through the stories because that is a lot of times what they're going to grasp. That's where they're going to get the lesson. So make it something that's interesting. Talk about the interesting parts about it. One of the things that I think actually makes it even more interesting is when you read something that's interesting or when you're reading, before you even start reading, ask yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to find what's interesting in there. What could I teach my children out of this? What can I tell them about? And then if you're on fire for the thing that you've read about, to get to them and then say, I read, the, let me tell you what I read in the Bible today. Let me tell you what was interesting today. They always want to hear about that. So we want it to be something that is interesting to them. We want to think about how can we go from just talking about the Bible to being in the Bible. And that a lot of times is where we're going to get them understanding how important this thing is 
<laughs> my oldest, because my lo- my children love to check me, I he's very analytical and used to be even more analytical when he was younger. And one of the things he would do is if I would say, and this is the thing, <laughs> so I taught him that for others, right? I <laughs> said, make sure that when people are telling you about the Bible that they're and they're saying this is in the Bible, ask them where. But as I was talking, I could not think about where some of the things were in the Bible. And so I would say, well, you know, in the Bible, it says da 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 And I want to say he was maybe three or four. He would say, where is that in the Bible? And I was like, oh, I think it's, and I couldn't remember. And he would be waiting, just looking at me like, okay, are you going to show me? <laughs> really check me. And so I had to be able to now... Praise God for phones. Be able to say, let me see where that is in the Bible and then get our Bible and go look for it. So we want them to see that those things come out of the Bible. So the more that even if we're talking about something that's in the Bible, the more that we can actually get into it and show them where it is, is actually going to show them that a lot of those things that you're saying to them, it comes from them. When you're talking about Bible stories, making sure that you're talking about where it is in the Bible and maybe even having the Bible open, even if you have some other book, so they can see that that comes from the Bible. That's going to make it more real for them. Some additional things that we want to do is we want to make it a part of their life. We want to make it a habit that the Bible is something that has instruction because it absolutely has that instruction piece that we want them to have but we want them to see it as just an integral part of everything just making sure that we are giving them a biblical worldview and having a biblical worldview means that we must start with the bible first so we have to get them there we want them to think of it as a history book because there's so much history there and so we're talking about that i think that's when history came alive to me honestly as a homeschool mom because I did not like history growing up I didn't like history even as I was a teacher I was just like "Eh." but when I started to make the connection between this history that I thought was separate and then the bible I was like wait a minute that's where that was that's the geography of it oh that was during the time of Moses like that it just opened up everything to me about history and I was able to see to be able to love history more and then see the Bible as a part of his story but also history is in there I want to encourage you around let me see I want to see how many I have one two three four five six you know I love a good alliteration (laughs) and as I was writing it they were just coming I was oh that's good that's good (laughs) so I have six eyes that I want you to I want to remind you that the Bible can be it is instructional Because it talks about, the Bible tells us that that's what it's for, right? So we're using it as instruction. But we can also think of it as instruction, not just about what we're teaching our child about um, character and things like that, but instruction for the other subjects. So like history, even in vocabulary. When my youngest was with us, having he came into our lives as us having worship, and so everybody would have the Bible reading, and he wanted to participate in that and I remember one day he when we were finished kind of going around he said um I think he said something like I counted 27 gods and how we were like what he's like it's 27 gods he was sitting with his bible because he had to have a bible because we had it and he had counted how many times God was in there which is interesting because I had not taught him God but by sitting in our lap and, and putting his hands on it and and him seeing God and him just kind of getting that 
that was a part of it. And then shortly after that, he was like, I want to read too. And so he would sit in our lap and we would, words that I thought he knew as sight words, I'm like, okay, that's a sight word. He's got it. Other words I might do, this is how you blend it out. But that's instruction. That's reading. So you can do the reading. You can talk about the stories. And we've talked about plot through that. And so we talked about science through it. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite devo- devotional. I cannot talk today. So if you'll give me grace on that because I'm not going to edit it out. We're friends here. We're family, right? So one of my favorite devotional books, and I say Bibles, but it's not a Bible, is Indescribable. I've talked about that before, and most people know that I love that. I love it because there's science in that. But as we're talking about the science in the part that he pulls out, sometimes we're able to go back and see that in the Bible. And so it can be used as a a science book. And I love that you can make it instructional with your character and in Christianity and those spiritual disciplines, but also in the subject. The Bible's interesting. I remember the first time I committed to reading the Bible full through. And I was late, late teenagers, so maybe... 17, 18, maybe 16, the youngest. And I was fascinated by the stories in the Bible because you know most of the popular stories. But as I started to get deeper in there, I was like, oh, that's in the Bible. (laughs) It's like, this is so interesting. I was laughing. I was intrigued. I was crying. I was like, oh, shit. Just all the stuff, right? There were just so many parts to it. And We don't have to give them all of those things that I was thinking as a teenager, but just to help them know that it's interesting. There are so many interesting aspects to that. The Bible is intriguing. I am intrigued by the men and the women in the Bible. I am intrigued by the things that Jesus did. I am intrigued by how much God loves us, and we can make that intriguing for our children. It's inspirational. It inspires us to want to be like Christ. It inspires us to look at some of the lives of the people that are in the Bible and to ask ourselves, how can we do some of those things? In some cases, how can we not do some of those things? It helps us to, I believe, live the Christian life in a way that, so, and of course it helps us to live in Christian life because it's the Bible. But I just think when I think of the inspiring part, what I remember as I'm reading the Bible is these were men and women like me. That inspires me to know that if God did that for them, he could do that for me. That I can actually do this and that I don't have to be perfect. The Bible is important in our walk as Christians. So in so much as we were talking about how important it is for us as moms to make sure that we're making Bible study a part of our day, it's important that we help them to make it a part of their day and that we help them to see its importance in their life, in history, in our Christian walk. And then finally, it's imperative that we teach our children to read their Bible from young. Tell my children all the time, when we're talking about apologetics, when we're just talking about as they go out into the world, people are going to test them and try them on things that they might have heard in the Bible and some people might know it. And it's imperative that you know it, that you understand why you're doing what you're doing, why you're living the way you're living. And that's going to come primarily from God's word. And so those are the eyes of how we can really get them centered in the Bible, which just really remind us 
the great reasons why we want to get into the word and why we want to make it a part of our homeschool. It's instructional, it's interesting, it's intriguing, it's inspirational, it's important, and it's imperative that we make it a part of our everyday life so that it can become a part of our children's lives. I pray that this episode has been helpful for you. In part two of this, I'm going to share some of the resources that we use, and I hope that those are going to be some that you might not have heard of, and so you can add that to your arsenal and look for ways to incorporate it so that it becomes an easy part of your life. I cannot wait to have you back here, and I want to encourage you that if you are feeling completely burnt out and overwhelmed and as you listen to this episode you think I cannot add another thing to my homeschool schedule to my homeschool day I want to but I can't please know that you don't have to do it alone I am honored that I get to come on here and share with you and encourage you and give you tips and strategies and all of that but sometimes you need personalized help so if you want that one-on-one where we work together we walk through and we give you situations or strategies based on your particular situation go ahead and book a discovery call let's even see if it's something that I can help you with most times when I'm meeting with somebody when we are finished with even our first call what I get is I don't know why I didn't do this earlier and I know why because you can't imagine that it could be helpful. You're trying to figure out where do I fit time in? You're trying to think about the investment in it and do I really want to do that? But it's an investment in the education of your child, but also in your well-being, in your skill as a teacher and you being able to take care of yourself. So I cannot wait to either see you in my, on Zoom for a discovery call or to see you right back here for part two of this thank you for tuning in i hope that this episode empowered equipped and most of all encouraged you don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because i'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies and you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms you'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child managing your stress and prioritizing your self-care you can also ask questions there you can participate in the fun challenges and of course you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there also if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her mommy (laughs) well that's my cue but before i go i want to leave you with these words from philippians 4 6 through 7. i pray that you won't be anxious about anything but that in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving you would present your request to god and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling until next time remember to take a moment to catch your breath